0: Praise be to God. The message entitled Hard for Hours. Everybody say Hard for Hours. One more time. Come on. Everybody say A Hard for Hours. One more time. A Hard for Hours. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew, the ninth chapter, verse 35 to 38. Matthew, the ninth chapter, verse 35 to 38. Praise be to God. Now you can turn your Bible. You can slide your Bible, slide your Bible to Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 to 38. Praise be to God. Amen. You got your, have you got that verse? Everyone got that? Praise be to God. We're going to learn together. Amen. Turn to the other neighbor and say, man, it's going to be good. All right. Now you you must learn to respond. I'm a black preacher, right? You got to learn to respond. Okay. (laughs) Praise be to God. Matthew chapter 9. Verse 35 to 38, now then Jesus, reading from New King James Version, then Jesus went about all the cities, now I made it the lettering there bold, uh, bold, all right, italic bold so that you pay a little bit more attention, then Jesus went about all the cities, all remember the word, and to all the villages, and teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, now that's what Jesus did, he did preaching of the gospel of the kingdom. Then he taught in the synagogues, healing every sickness. Jesus did preaching, teaching, healing. Jesus did preaching, teaching, healing. Jesus did preaching, teaching, and healing. Jesus did preaching, teaching, and healing. Praise be to God. And every sickness and diseases among the people, and when he saw the multitude. Now, I want you to know there is a pattern in Jesus' ministry. Now, first and foremost, Jesus prays. He's isolated Himself. Oftentimes, you read the Bible, He isolates Himself and pray to the Father. Then, He moves prophetically. Now, Pastor, what does that mean? It simply means Jesus did not go, you know, healing everyone. But everyone came to Jesus, got healed. It's a good place to say Amen. You know, did you, have you heard Pastor Prince says that? You missed a good place to see him in. You ask me why. No, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> right, if I go a little further, I may sound like Donald Duck. No, here we go now. <laughs> Are you with me? He prays to the Father Then he moves prophetically. And after he does all the ministry, he preaches the word, he gives the parables to the disciples, he does the healing, he does the deliverance, you know, he brings down the miracles to the lives of many. Then he does something very important. He goes and eats. You notice that he often makan. Are you with me? So he prays, number one, then he ministers, then he goes to eat. Everybody say, Amen. All right. All right. So here was Jesus. All right. Now, Jesus was preaching. Teaching and healing. Then the words there. I want you to pay a little bit more attention to this. Then he was moved with compassion for them. Praise be to God. Then he said to the disciples, listen carefully. Then he said to the disciples, the word disciple comes from the word discipline. And I did a thorough study on that. In fact, I've written a book on leadership. The first copy I gave it to Pastor Winston, the very first copy. All right, leadership manual. And, 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 and the word disciple comes from the English word discipline. And the word discipline simply means those who can receive instruction and know direction. One more thing. The word discipline means what? Those who can receive instruction and knows their direction. So if you want to be a disciple of Christ, you must be able to receive instruction, number one. Number two, you must have a sense of direction. That makes you a disciple. Are you with me? Let's go down. Then Jesus said to his disciples, The harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest. Amen? Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out out laborers into his harvest field. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this beautiful evening. God, we invite your sweet presence to anoint each and every one of us that we are changed and challenged to to know you and to serve you, dear God, that we may experience you like never before. God, let your word become revelation to our spirit man. In Jesus' matchless name, we give thanks. And all God's people say, come on, all God's people say, Amen. amen. Now listen, Jesus, now in the passage that he read just now, Jesus went to all the cities. Come on. You are from city like okay. me. Come on, say amen. And for those of you from you know from villages, you, you you were born in villages, you say amen as well. Amen. Because Jesus went to all the cities and he went to all the villages. Come on, are you with me? The word all is there. Now listen, this is why we preach the way we preach. It's simple. Now listen, we, we preach the way we preach because God comes down to you. That is the gospel. You don't have to take bus go to another town. You don't have to cross the river to look for another God to pray. God comes unto you friends, right where you are when you can't pay the bills in your kitchen table. God comes down to you right where you are in the in the hospital sickbed. God comes down to you our God that we worship and declare of his goodness, he comes down to you. Amen. That is the gospel. That is the gospel. He doesn't hide in the caves. He comes down to where you are. That is why we do mission. That is why we engage in mission. Because God comes down right where you are. That is the gospel. Come on, church. Come on. That is where you are. God comes down to you right where you are. Amen? Now, you've got a choice to make. Listen carefully. You've got a choice to make. Now, you've got a choice. The fact says... The medical report, the fact says, now listen, this are facts. The medical report fact says, you have got cancer cell. The medical report says, you can't walk. The medical report says, you are diagnosed with this sickness. That's what the medical says. This is what the fact says. The facts are real, brother. But you have got a choice to make. The truth says, believe in the Lord. By his stripes, you are healed. Isaiah. And in Acts chapter 16, verse 31, believe in the Lord, you and your household are saved. Hallelujah. So you've got a choice to make. Either you want to believe in the facts or you want to believe in the truth. And the Bible says, when you believe in the truth, you will be set free. Amen, brother. Amen. Are you with me? So you've got a choice to make. Either you want to believe in the facts or the truth. And I pray that you will decide on the truth because the truth will set you free. And you are free indeed. Amen. So here we are. Jesus. I did some research. Jesus walked over his three and a half, almost three years of his ministry, earthly ministry. He could have walked about. He could have walked about three thousand one hundred and twenty-five miles. Three thousand one hundred and twenty-five miles. That's about twenty miles every day, 30, thirty-two kilometers, throughout the journey. And he could have spent one thousand and seventy-six days. And nights on the road in his life. That's a lot of walk. Amen? Jesus comes down. Jesus goes to where you are. Now listen to me. Why we serve the way we serve. That man with the lepers in his hand, you know, his hand was with him. He looked at Jesus. And he said, Jesus, if you are willing. Jesus said, I am willing. Amen? Friends, the God that you serve, sister, the God that you serve, he's willing to heal you. Come on, are you with me? He's willing to touch you. He's willing to empower you, he's willing to anoint you. That's the kind of God that we serve. Listen, Jesus waited for that woman. Hello? Come on, come on, talk to me. Jesus waited for that woman. And he said, Amen. He waited for the woman and she came. Now, if I talk to a woman like that, Auntie, if I talk to a woman like that with five different husbands, I'll lose my credential. <laughs> She had five different husbands. But guess what? Jesus waited for her. A woman who, who had five different husbands. Jesus waited for her. And he had discussion, theological discussion. Will you discuss a theological discussion on worship to a woman who had five different husbands? And the one who she's living with, not even a husband. Can you? I want you to sense the heartbeat of God. I want you to experience the kind of Jesus that I'm talking about. Some years back, you know, one of my youth that I, you know, I disciple, I worked with young people for many years. So one of the girls that I, she was, let me see, Peel Road Convent School president, Felicity Teh. And she met uh, Philip Yancey in book. And she said, Pastor, you know, I met Philip Yancey, the guy with the Afro hairstyle. <laughs> and she said, you know, he talks just like you. And I read the book, Jesus, you never knew something like that. You know, and uh, he just took everything that I was been, I've was—I been preaching. Are you with me? Now, I want you to break that idea. So, you know, some of us have this fixed idea about Jesus. Listen, that woman was caught in the act of adultery. She is wrong. Everybody knows she was caught in the act of adultery. And Jesus looked at the same woman and said, where is your accuser? In other words, even Jesus is not accusing her. That's the kind of God that we serve. Amen. That is why we serve the way we serve. That is why we preach the way we preach. Amen. Come on, church. Amen. And that man shouted out, you know, everybody, was a loud crowd, traffic, we live in a wide world. And sometimes we cry out and we think no one hears our voice. Listen, God hears you. That man shouted, he said, son of David, have mercy on me! And Jesus heard his voice, right in the midst of heavy traffic. Amen. Blind man Bartimaeus, are you with me? Come on. Are you with me? Now it is nowhere in the Old Testament. You know, there's no uh, nowhere in the Old Testament that you can touch Jesus' garment, and you get healed. There's no such theology. That woman just went and touched Jesus. Not even, she couldn't even touch Jesus. She touched his hands of his garment. Are you with me? And Jesus said, who touched me? Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't it wonderful how faith works? Are you with me? Come on, church. The kind of Jesus that we serve. The kind of Jesus that we serve. The way, listen. Right where you are. Jesus, this is the gospel. Jesus comes down where you are. You can be in that car. You can be in the argument with your wife at the room. You can have a rebellious son that slamming the doors. God comes down right where you are. Amen. Amen. Many years ago, Hari ini dalam sejarah. I remember I was in Subang Airport trying to, flying for the very first trip that I'm going to preach somewhere. Young guy, you know. By the way, I want to thank uh, my good old friends, two old friends, uh, Brother uh, Michael Tang and Pastor Russell. They're my old friends. Did you know they're my old friends? They are old and I'm their friend. <laughs> I told you youth works will damage your brain. Are you with me? Oh, they are nice people, they're nice people, nice people. Amen. I was there in the airport, standing there and, and uh, you know, with my Bible and ready to get the take the flight. First flight, flying somewhere, somewhere 1990, I think. The very first meeting I'm going to preach in Singapore. And I saw through the window the book, paperback book, you know, the blue color paperback. says, the title of the book captured my attention. It says, Believe in a God who believes in you. Belief in a God who believes. You know, I come from, you know, we got all kinds of gods. Are you with me? We have dato and datin by the roadside. <laughs> you know, come on, church, come on. You know, we got all kinds of gods. You know, we were we were in Paris and they told me, Pastor, don't go out today. Don't, don't. Why? Today is a very dangerous day. Why? People paint their face, you know, scary thing. It's, it's a Halloween. I said, really? Come, come and see the real Halloween (laughs) typosome. Come on. Who are you kidding? Are you with me? That's the real one. That's the real one. Are you with me? We believe in all kinds of gods. My mom, you know, my mom and my dad kind of mixed up. I kind of messed up. You know what I mean? They believe in all kinds of gods. But I thank God for that book because it revolutionized my life. Because I want to believe in a God who believes in me. Amen. Yes. The God that you and I worship believes in you. Believe that you can do impossible. Amen. Believe that you can go for the mission trip. You can give for the mission trip. You You can experience life like never before. Amen. Amen. get back to our scripture today i want you i want you to learn let's learn together can we do that amen let's learn together now matthew chapter 9 point number one very quickly matthew chapter 9 and we read that earlier let's let's go back here we go jesus went to all the cities teaching and see teaching in the synagogues and preaching in the gospel preaching the gospel of the kingdom healing every sicknesses then guess what while while jesus was doing the ministry now listen what was jesus ministry Preaching, teaching, and what was Jesus' ministry? Preaching, teaching, and and uh, our four cardinals' teaching of the assemblies of God is salvation, Holy Spirit, rapture, and healing. We must anticipate healing. Come on, can I to that? Yes, there's our four cardinals' teaching out of the 16 fundamental of truth. Here we are, while Jesus was preaching. Teaching and healing, he saw the crowds. Church, listen, when you see the crowds, we see crowds everywhere. But when Jesus saw the crowds, point number one, very quickly, here we go. Point number one is this. Jesus moved with compassion. Are you with me? Jesus moved with compassion. He wasn't moved with pride. He wasn't moved with position. He wasn't moved with power. But Jesus, the Bible is very clear. Jesus moved with compassion. Now the first thing you and I need for this Mission Emphasis Week, as we get started today and tomorrow and next week, the first thing you and I need is not the gifting. Thank God for giftings. It's not even the anointing. We need the anointing, trust me. It's compassion. It's compassion. We need a compassionate heart. Amen. Amen. We need a compassionate heart. The things, ask God, the things that break God's, things that breaks the heart of God must break you and I. When Jesus saw the multitude, the Bible says he was moved with compassion. And this evening I want you to move with compassion. Like Jesus moved with compassion when he saw, he was moved with compassion. Do you have compassion for Myanmar? Do you have compassion? For Thailand, do you have compassion for Indonesia? Come on, church. Oftentimes, we compare ourselves to Australia. There's about eight, eight hours flight. You know, Hanoi is just about almost two hours flight. That's it. Same goes to Thailand, Bangkok, an hour and a half. Cambodia. Some of these places just... We are in a very strategic place. Come on, can you imagine that? Yes, we are. Malaysia and Singapore, we are in a very strategic place. We can have all kinds of meals. Amazing. Because I've seen many missionaries from Korea. You know, they've got meals on one table and they've got medicine on the other table. (laughs) Are you with me? We can do missions. And I'm so proud of Glad Tidings. Now, this is true because I I work very closely with the mission team and some of them. And I hear reports and the church planting work and the network that you're doing and the support that you have done. You know, it's amazing. Even in Brasthag, I've seen the school of missions build and train pastors and leaders there, and send out church planting, and we can do a lot more. Amen. Come on, we can do a lot more. Amen. But we need compassion this evening. You and I need compassion this evening. What drives, what drove Jesus is compassion. Ask of God for compassion. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Ask of God, Lord, I want the compassion. Give me a compassionate heart. That I can feel the urgency and the importance of souls. We want to touch hearts. We want to touch life for God's glory. Amen. And I thank God. Listen carefully. And I thank God. 19, boy, I can't really remember. 1974, I, I, I can't remember. This Harini Dalam Sujara again. You know, somebody, a Chinese brother. Nelson, his name. Chinese, decent-looking brother. You have to understand, I'm from Panamaran. Now, Panamaran, you know what's Panamaran? Panamaran is a town. Where you find pandas? Many pandas in Panama. Now, in Panama, and where I was, you know, it's, it's kind of a suburban, in the suburban. <laughs> now, if, if I walk this way, you see Manjilion. And if you walk the other day, you see Chaui and Phat. And they are looking for better tomorrow. It's, it's, it's a gangster town. You, you need to fight to survive. Hello, now I know the Indians have taken over now. Back in my days it's all Chinese. You know what I'm saying? You can't even look. Anything is fight. Everything is fight. You look, you fight, you talk, you I mean you 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 gotta fight. And I thank God for that decent-looking Chinese brother came to my house and you know, and knocked at the door, and we pretended not to hear, and he keep knocking at the door, keep knocking at the door, and he looked at the door was open, and he looked at my mom and said, can you send? Achi, boleh antaka? You punya ana Sunday school. My mother said, Sunday what? Sunday what? Sunday school? Apa tu school? Sunday school? Dia belum lagi lima, lima ini lima ini empat. ini Sunday school. The best gift my mom gave to both of us, is to send us Allow us to go to church. I was five years old. My brother was four. I went to a church, to Assemblies of God. I'm born and raised in Assemblies of God Church. Amen. Sunday school. Thank God for Gospel Publishing House. Thank God for all the Sunday school songs. And I went to church. At 10 years old, I accepted Jesus. And together with me, my friends, Gurmit. All right, then was Ramesh. Um, yeah, uh, Boa they all followed me to the church. The Ramesh told me the other day, I went to church because you went to church. He did all the bad stuff I did, but we went to church. <laughs> we are church boys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pew's our playground. <laughs> Praise be to God. And all of them went to Bible College of Malaysia. And all of them graduated with a bachelor's degree. All of them. Amen. And they're serving God today. Praise be to God. God is amazing. Amen. God can do amazing work. Praise be to God. And I remember when I was form five, I told my mom, Look, mom, you know, I want I don't want to go to heaven, you know, without you. I want to go to heaven with you, mom. I don't want to leave you behind. Form five, 17 years old. And my mom accepted Jesus. Now you try telling your mom, You're a sinner, you need to accept Jesus. She will <laughs> My mom said, I gave birth to you and you called me a sinner. (laughs) I was like, ah, how does that work? (laughs) I, I don't know, but I'm going to heaven and I want you to be there. Amen. Compassion. Have compassion. Can you have compassion? Have compassion. Have compassion. Have compassion. Before I went to Good Tidings, I spent every day, literally every day, every day preaching and teaching young people. That's what I do. I preach in almost every school, literally from MGS uh, Convent School in KL right to Sri Aman School somewhere behind. I'm the only male allowed to go to the school to speak. Sri Aman here in PJ. No one allowed before. Every school I speak, Seafield. I've done 167 youth camps. If I have done that many church camps, I could have gone for Europe for holiday. You know, when you do youth camps, you, you become poor. <laughs> but God was merciful, amen? God was gracious. When I look at some of them today, you know, it's, it, it, it blesses my heart. Tremendous. You know, some, two years ago, some of them got together and took me out for Father's Day. Jason from Caris Christian, Jesse, and they, they took me out. Praise be to God, amen? Move with compassion, friends. Mission is about compassion. Listen, point number one, Jesus had compassion. Point number two, very quickly, here we go. Jesus, now listen, Jesus had compassion. But listen carefully. Then Jesus looked at his disciples. Jesus looked at his disciples. Now come on, tell me. Disciple comes from the word discipline. And discipline means someone who receives instruction and knows direction. Are you with me? Come on. Here we go. So Jesus looked at the disciples' Jesus looked at the disciples and he said, how was he made a complaint? Now listen, this evening, I want you to heed to God's complaint. Did God made a complaint? Yes, he did. What was his complaint? The how was is plentiful. Can I have it at the back screen? I didn't have that. The back screen. Can I have it on the back screen? The how was is plentiful. But the laborers, that's you and I, we need workers today. Come on, church. We need pioneers today. We need church planters today. We need laborers, those who can work, praise be to God. The harvest is plentiful. But the laborers of you, we need workers today. I really challenge you. I encourage you. I I I, I empower you. We're going to pray later, but I, I really challenge you. Go for the mission trip. It, it will change your life. Change your perception. Change your perspective of life. Some of you parents who are here, your kids have been con- complaining about everything, not enough TV channels, send them mission trip. They'll come back, start thanking you. Yes. <laughs> are you with me? Yes. We are so blessed. Literally, we are so blessed. I always tell my American friends, and I tell them, we, we, we live in a third world facilities. We, we have the third world facilities, uh, sorry, first world facilities in a third world country. Are you following me? We have the first world facilities in a third world country. I just had lunch in Intercontinental Hotel today. Amazing. God has blessed us so much. It's time for us to bless others. There's nothing, there's no greater joy than to be a blessing. You and I are blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Jesus made a complaint. The harvest is plentiful. The harvest is plentiful. But the laborers, now listen, the very presence, the very moment you arrive in a foreign city, it can be Monado, where Pastor Vincent went for a swim. He dived into the water. He stayed pretty long inside the water. Or it can be a suburb somewhere or a small town in Hanoi or another place. The moment you arrive, the message is clear. You love them. Are you with me? People will listen to you. And you have got one opportunity to share the gospel. And sometimes you have to bring, those of you who have gone for the one-minute witness, share your one-minute witness. Share. Amen? Share one-minute witness. Amen? Come on, get an amen to that. That is God's calling. All right. He wants to make sure that I'm preaching, right? Amen. Amen. Praise be to God. Jesus made complaint. Jesus made complaints. And this evening, I want you to hear. Now, first and foremost, point number one, very quickly. He had compassion. So what we need? What do you need today? What do you need to serve in the mission field? Compassion. Now, I don't care how gifted you are, and I don't care how anointed you may be. First and foremost, you need that compassion. Amen? Yes. Number two, let's heed to God's complaint. The harvest is plentiful. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Amen? Let's go on very quickly. I want to go to the third point. Here we go. And then Jesus gave commission. He gave commission. Jesus said, pray to the Lord of the house. This is how He gave commission. Before we go to any one of this mission field out there, Jesus said, pray to the Lord of the harvest. In Matthew chapter 9. Then he said, go forth. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15, Jesus said, go into the world and, come on, go into the world and preach the gospel. Hallelujah. To every creature. Now listen. In 1 Timothy, now let me see 1 Timothy. Is it 1 Timothy? Or 2 Timothy? The Bible says, you know, we are going to go through a perilous time. Paul wrote to Timothy and he says, we're going to go through a difficult time. Yes, there are trying times. There are testing times. We are going to go through a difficult time. In the same book, the same Bible, we have Acts chapter 2, where in the last days, God is pouring down His Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And the Bible says He pours down His Holy Spirit on all flesh. On all flesh. Not only for certain people who knows the Bible. Are you with me? God pours down His Spirit on all flesh, on everyone. Now listen. Listen, church. Listen. Pay attention. Alright? Are you ready? Now this is very important. God uses two kinds of people. How many kinds of people? One more time. How many kinds of people? Two. Yat-yi. How many kinds of people? Two kinds of people. Are you ready? You must belong to these two groups. Are you ready? Pastor Sunita, are you ready? Oh, she's ready. She's. I'm born ready. Wow. (laughs) The first group are the young ones. All the young ones say, Oi! You're not convinced. Check your IC one more time. The first group of people are the young ones. Now the second group of people, now this is very important, are the young ones. The first group are the young ones, the young people. The second group, they were young once upon a time. Those who know the song, the young ones started with the young one. Those people are the young ones, the young, once upon a time. So God uses the young ones and the young, once upon a time. Both are young ones. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful the Bible says, God pours down his Holy Spirit on all flesh. The young will see vision and the old will dream dreams. And I checked out, both dreams and vision are the same. Is said one is when you're asleep and the other one is when you're awake. Are you with me? Sons and daughters, on all flesh, God pours down His Spirit. Amen. Amen. Now, Pastor Vincent shared this some years back. Alright, and I want to say that again. And he said this in his sermon. Now, I've listened to most of his sermons. I've preached some of his sermons. <laughs> Alright, I do. I do. <laughs> And he said that Jesus did not command the whole world to go to church. Instead, Jesus commanded his church to go to the whole world. Amen. Amen. <laughs> now I did ask his permission. Amen. Praise be to God. I'm going to share something. I just got back from states. Not from P.J. States. I'm... <laughs> I just got back from the United States. <laughs> All right, and uh, uh, one of my friends, you know, uh, by the way, Pastor Vincent was our registrar for the, you yeah. know, one of my uh, friend uh, brother died in uh, September 9 11. Now, if you've been to States since 9 11, the whole America has changed. And uh, so there uh, just to attend the uh, memorial service, a short, brief memorial service. Now, 9-11 happened some years back, and some of you know. 2,977 people died. 2,977. I'm not including the terrorists. The victim for 9-11. And 100, uh, sorry, and 400. And 12 emergency workers responded to the first call. Out of the 412 people, 343 of them were fire brigades, firefighters. And uh, out of the 343 firefighters, there were two paramedics. Can I speak to the leaders for a moment? You're a leader today. Come on, leaders. I want you to pay attention. Sometimes we have a choice to make in our ministry. This is almost my 29 years now, this year. I've been a pastor of Good Tidings for the last 22 years. going to be 23. So I may look young, but I'm not. I'm old. Now listen. Sometimes you have a choice to make. When people come to church, either you want to be a paramedics or you want to be a policeman. Now paramedics, they don't care who you are. They don't check your criminal records. Their job is only one, to save your lives. That's it. The police are different. They will analyze you. They investigate. They they want to check you out, who you are. But not the paramedics. And we need paramedics in the church. Amen. You can say amen or you can say ouch. I take both. Amen. 343 men responded. And what challenges me is this. While the calamity was going on, While the crisis going on, when the tower, I mean, that building was huge. Gigantic, momentous, I mean, huge building. When the building going down, you know, when everybody running for their lives, here was 300, sorry, there were 412 men running towards, when everyone running for their lives, these guys were running towards the building. Boy, what a faith. What a man. And the first guy in the recorded history, the first guy who ran inside and died officially was this man, Father Michael Judge, a Catholic priest from Franciscan Order, and he's a chaplain of that fire brigade, three four three people, fire brigades, New York Fire Brigades. And he was the first one who went in and he was officially died. And he was the victim 0-0-0-1. The first victim officially died. While everybody running for their life, these men run towards, run towards that World Trade Center when it's collapsing and trying to reach life, touch life, trying to save people. What amazing people. They knew the urgency. And people are dying today, spiritually. And I hope and I pray that you and I will respond to the call of great commission. That we will run towards, while people are running aimlessly, in fear, in doubt, in uncertainty, we can run the race of time in faith and touch the hearts and lives of many and bring the message of the gospel of kingdom so they can be won for Christ. Stand with me. Hallelujah. Thank you for watching. Subscribe to our channel so you don't miss out on anything new and stay connected with us on our social media.